Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Attention, terrorists. Hold on. Here's Tara's Daily Rant. Alex Murdoch taking the stand in his double murder trial against the advice of his own attorneys. Watch. Did you lie to Agent Owen and Agent Croft on the follow-up interview on June 10th that the last time you saw Maggie and Paul was at dinner? I did lie to them. You lied to them by telling them that you were not down at the kennels on that night? Yes. Mr. Griffin, I didn't shoot my wife or my son any time. Ever. I would never intentionally do anything to hurt either one of them. Judge Janine Pirro gave her insight into whether she thinks it was a good idea for him to testify. I am sorry uh, to Mags and Paul. All right, that means that he's basically admitting to them, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't intentionally do anything to hurt you. What he is doing there is brilliant. He is creating the premise for a down charge. That means that even though he's charged with intentional murder, there is evidence when the defense goes in to have a discussion with the judge about what the jury will be charged, the, the, the defense will say, we want manslaughter in there. And the judge will say, there's no evidence of manslaughter. Defense will say, yes, there is. He said he didn't intentionally hurt either one of them. Cross-examination is set to resume this morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Good morning, Lee. We're supposed to have Robin Ari. I think we'll get him in a minute. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Alex Murdaugh, against the advice of his own attorneys, takes the stand. Um, they, I, I mean, even, uh, you know, her putley and joking, like, I guess he's not going to listen to me. They said, don't do it. Um, he knew, he must have known it was risky because there's actually a, a feed that Fitz News showed. There's actually a feed um, of him in his cell alone. <laughs> it's fascinating. He appears to be praying, which he probably should be at this yes, point. I would say so. Yeah. So that's a little sketchy right there. Um, Alex Murdaugh, you know, Oh, yeah, I lied about uh, where I was at the time my family died, but, uh, you know, I didn't kill him. Okay. Um, so really, like, what we have here is an extremely strong circumstantial case. Mm-hmm. We don't have that clinching piece of evidence, that DNA evidence everybody expects in the modern era because we've all spent so long watching crime dramas. But um, we don't have that hair or the, you know, blood fleck on the yeah. the shirt. But... Uh, 
going to be interesting to see what the jury does with this. Yep, it's going to be, uh, be interesting. I mean, this is – a lot of folks said this was risky, but it's like at this point, though, what, what did they have to lose? I mean, you do have a ex- very experienced attorney um, as a, the witness and obviously the, the, the suspect. So, um, you know, it's not like he hasn't been there before. Absolutely. Okay, I think we have uh, local Greenville attorney Robin Ario on, on line one, it, it, it appears. Let me jump over there, see if we can get him. Hey, Rob. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. There you are. Okay, so Alec, uh, Alec Murdaugh tells his attorneys, hey, not taking your advice, gets on the stand. How'd he do yesterday? Um, overall, I think he did pretty well, and I think he was in a position where he had to take the stand in order to explain away the alibi. Um yeah, the he did very good on direct. He um, was able to turn towards the jury, speak with them, and something that was very significant was when he was talking about how much Paul and Maggie meant to him. Uh, he connected with jurors in such a way that two of them actually reached for the tissue box and were visibly in tears. That's wow. a big win for the defense when you can get the jurors to connect emotionally with the defendant, a person who the state is trying to claim is a horrible scumbag. And I got to tell you, aside from the, yeah, I lied about my dead family and whether I was with him, he was really convincing. Like, if this guy did it, Rob, it is chilling that he can pull this off at this level. It is. Um, I know what the state is getting at with all of the questioning about the financial crimes. Um, one, they're making it very easy for all the other financial crimes to result in convictions by getting him to confess. But I think there's more to it than that. They're really harping upon the fact that this man can look people in the eye, close friends, and flat out lie to him and do so convincingly. So I think that's what the prosecution's trying to do um, mainly is not just get the convictions for the financial crimes, but show that he is a very skilled con man, so much so to the point where he has taken millions of dollars and people trusted him. It's chilling. I mean, listen to him here. This is, I mean, even I was watching this yesterday live and went, wow, that guy is good. I didn't shoot my wife or my son anytime, ever. I would never intentionally do anything to hurt either one of them. It, very, very persuasive. He should have a career in Hollywood if, uh, when this is over and done. If he, he's acting like that, um, he's either telling the truth or he's a heck of an actor. Um, but this has riveted the entire nation. I guarantee you today is going to be a day of very low to productivity across the state. Um, I've even got a friend who's a Washington lobbyist, and he said that all of Capitol Hill ground to a halt yesterday to watch the Murdoch examination. So, you know, the, the common wisdom among attorneys is, hey, don't put your client on the stand. Well, we've heard that so many times. And even Harpootley and his attorney joked yesterday, well, he's not going to listen to me. Um, did Alec Murdaugh, was that an exception to the rule? Did he help? Do you think overall then he helped himself yesterday? Was, was this a good decision for him? I, I think so, because he's going to have to explain away the alibi. And he had so many people put him at the scene of the murder a few minutes before the murders occurred that he had to confess to it. Um, but I think his confession is kind of 
interesting when he admitted that he lied he said it was because he was under the influence of opiates and he was paranoid well somebody who's paranoid doesn't make rational decisions and if he was under the influence of opiates to that extent perhaps he didn't make a rational decision and did murder his wife and family and the timeline of things is still going to be incredibly tight um you know, the phone stopped moving at 849, so all indications are the murders are occurred at 849, and that would have him at the scene of the murders roughly five minutes before they occurred. So he's still in a sticky situation, but he did a fantastic job of connecting with the jury, and he's doing well. Um, Creighton Waters is really going to have to buckle down and get to the point and grill him and try to get him to crack, and he tried to poke Murdoch yesterday a few times to get a reaction out of him. And the man is very calm, cool, and collected under pressure. And I don't know if I've ever seen anybody testify as well as he has. Well, and it, but it's also rare, though, Rob. I mean, this is a guy who's used to manipulating. Sorry to use the word about an attorney, but that's what y'all do. It's what you're expected to do. You better do it if you're representing me. Re- manipulating juries. He's a master at it. He's done it all his life. He comes from a family that's done it for four generations, and he was thinking, I know how to work a jury. I'm going to give it a shot. Yep. Um, you know, keep in mind his CFO, when she testified, didn't necessarily say he was a great lawyer in terms of practicing law, but he was an amazing uh, BS artist. And it makes it really tough to kind of see whether or not what I'd love to see is how the jury is interpreting all of this and are they scoffing at him. But from what I've heard, the jury seems to be very intent on what he is saying. And importantly, the jurors don't seem to like Creighton. They seem to be connecting more with Alec Murdoch. And as we can remember from the OJ Simpson trial, sometimes personalities win. Johnny Cochran was a much more dynamic and energetic and engaging person than Marsha Clark and the prosecution then was. So sometimes, although jurors are supposed to look at the facts and use logical analysis, the more likable person wins. And I've even seen that happen in some of my own trials. And that was fascinating what you said the other day. I, that was one of those things you had me thinking about for a couple of days that you had some of your clients that you were pretty pretty sure were innocent, but they weren't the most likable people and they went down, and you said you had others that you were pretty sure were guilty, and they got off on it. So, I mean, that's that to me is kind of unsettling. It is. Uh, you, there, there are books on jury psychology, and jury psychology is fascinating. Um, we have a couple of very good scientists, one from Wofford who specializes in jury research and jury selection. And at the end of the day, facts are facts, but people are people. And we tend to believe the facts that we want to believe with the people that we like the most. Talking to uh, Greenville attorney Robin Ario. Um, okay, so Rob, but he's not out of the woods yet, right? Because there's going to be that cross-examination by the defense today of him, right? So he's still back on the, on, on, on the, the, the stand today, correct? Correct. Um, although I think Alex has done a good job of you know, embracing the lie and coming out with it, He lied to everyone. He lied several times. And if he's truly concerned about catching the real killer, so to speak, he had ample opportunities to come forward even after that video came out um, in evidence. And he was made aware of it, I think, back in March. 
that would have been a great time to say, okay, guys, I lied. My opiate problem is out there. It's known now. And I'm sorry I lied. Quit looking at me. Please go focus for the real killers. Because if he didn't do it, he has a very unfortunate timeline that he has to work against. And it's so coincidental that you almost have to believe if it was somebody else, there were you know, quote-unquote hitmen lying in wait, waiting for the second Alex to pull out of the driveway. And I, I don't know how he's going to get through that. Um, the the for cell phone forensic evidence and the testimony of um, the caretakers and everything else still puts him in a timeline that's almost impossible to believe. But if he can establish that maybe there was people sitting in wait, waiting for him to leave, and then the murders happened and they were trying to frame him, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I mean, it's turning into a John Grisham novel. Well, no, but the whole thing is a John Grisham novel. It's just crazy. Me tries, you know, hires a hitman to kill him so Buster can get some money. I mean, the whole story is insane. If it was a made-for-TV movie, you'd roll your eyes and go, "This is so unbelievable." That's why people are riveted by it. But here's the thing, Robinario. This is what I'm wondering about this particular part because for months, right? Even I said on this show uh, before he became a suspect. For months of speculation in the media and all these jurors, I mean, come on, there's no way the jury pool is not polluted with this. All these jurors heard in the news how many people would have wanted to kill the Murdoch's, most especially Paul Murdoch. I mean, again, the string of dead bodies is so long that the maid, uh, he, she died, you know, had the injuries that killed her uh, in the home. She mm -hmm. died, you know, okay, so this maid, her family. There's Mallory Beach's family. There is the dead young gay friend of Buster's who even the Highway Patrol was on Fox News, I, I, you know, in the last year saying, hey, we think he was murdered and made to look it was made to look like an auto accident. So that remember all those months of speculation, like so many people would have wanted to kill the Murdoch's and especially Paul. Um, and that was in the news a long time before anyone came to look at Alex. He was seen as a victim for a long time. And I'm just wondering how, do you think that kind of overhang could still be there? Because think about it, that was a local market. People were glued to that. And they were also glued, Robin Ario, long before all of that, to Paul's travails. Um, and, 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 you know, the trial over the uh, drunk boating, boating situation where Mallory Beach died. So people there get, hey, there's a lot of people who want some or all these Murdoch's dead. Correct. And they've got... It's almost like the Clintons, how many dead bodies end up associated with that family. And what's going to come down to the jurors, can they listen to the judge's instructions and take those to heart and listen to only the material that's presented at trial and none of the things that they knew going into before it, which will be difficult. And when um, they take up the redirect, when his defense starts asking him some more questions, I'm sure one of the questions would be, so, Alex, you hurt a lot of people. You hurt a lot of influential people. You hurt some powerful people, another law enforcement officer. And is it possible that any number of those people would want revenge and retribution for what you did to them? And he's, he's going to say yes. And he's been saying that throughout the trial, or we've heard it from other law enforcement folks. Would you know? He kept saying how many people want to kill him, how many threats they've had. I mean, that's all been repeated for the jury too, out of the mouths of investigators. Yes, um, and he's 
He is a master manipulator. Um, One thing that I think I really hope the prosecution focuses in on is when he says he didn't trust SLED, he didn't trust law enforcement. Um, From the very first phone call, he didn't know SLED was going to be involved. He thought it was going to be the local sheriff. And three sheriffs signed off on him putting blue lights in his vehicle. And, you know, Creighton did a good job of showing that he had his badge. He used his badge to his advantage. So it's not logical that he would be scared of law enforcement, given that he has so many friends in it. Uh, I really want to see the prosecution focus in on that. I think they've done a fantastic job of showing he's a horrible person and he works the system to his advantage in any way that he can. But they don't have that smoking gun. They don't have the DNA evidence. They don't have really anything that 100% says he did it. It's just a lot of very unfortunate circumstantial evidence. And if I was looking at this as a juror, in my mind, it's unless the defense really does a good job of connecting all the dots in such a way that it looks like he was set up, it's there's still a lot for him to overcome um, through testimony. But Creighton Waters is so far kind of offending the jury and isolating them and boring them. And right now I think the state is doing a fantastic job of losing the trial. So they really need to bring it today. Wow. We'll see if they, we'll see if they do. Uh, Robin, are you want to come back Monday? Absolutely. Recap it for us. All right. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us. We're, we're, we're a bit over in a segment. Got to go. Terrorists want to hear the Terra Show weekday mornings on 1063 WORD and the Odyssey app.